I opened my eyes and all I could see was a white ceiling of a sterile hospital room. Medical machines whirling, beeping, making noises echoed through my ears as I looked through the door across into the hall. I could see nurses and doctors scurrying up and down and taking care of patients. Where was I? What, what happened? 22 years old, healthy, all that going on, but my mind was a muddled mess. And then it all came rushing back like an overflowing toilet. I had overdosed. I was in the hospital. Overdosed on cocaine, barbiturates, all kind of drugs just coursing through. But that's how I live. Party, pleasure today. Tomorrow I'll deal with pain. I'll deal with the problems. Right now I'm just going to rock and roll, be happy, party all night. That's just what I did. Now, you know, again, you'll deal with stuff tomorrow, but like so many times, today actually was tomorrow. And I really, for the first time, absolutely wasn't sure what was going to happen next. I, I couldn't see any way forward, not knowing what was going on. My life just, in a, just hit a dead end, and it was pointless, pathless, and without purpose. And the, the real true fact was, I was not okay. I just wasn't okay. Have you ever been there? You ever been not okay? You ever felt like giving up, giving in because of something hellacious and horrific had happened to you or something someone did to you or circumstances, a death, a loss, something horrible? I get it because that's where I was. See, I understood what living under the influence was. I know what living under the influence in the physical, natural realm, and I know now what living under the influence of the Holy Ghost and walking in power is. I know, I know both sides, and I'm telling you there's good news because we believe in a God who has absolute authority and power and can free you from any addiction, any pain, any past, any circumstance that you ever have or ever will face. So my question this weekend is, are you living under the influence? Or actually, better yet, what influence are you living under? Because it do make a difference. Father God, we come to you now when we look for an incredible revelation. As we open the word of God, which is a mirror, would you let us see ourselves? Would you let us see where we need you desperately? Quit trying to make it and do it on our own. God, you've got freedom. We have sang about, we have celebrated. You marched into our Egypt and you took us to the promised land. God, we don't want to live the slave mentality that the Hebrews had. We want to walk with heaven's mentality. Actually, God, we ask you to give us a third heaven insight. Not the first heaven, not the second, but the third heaven revelation the apostle Paul had. God, would you explode and expose us to things we never dreamed? God, set us free is our prayer in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. welcome, Faith Promise, all of our campuses online. Maybe you're listening later. You have braved the blizzard of 2022. We are so proud. Some of you might be stuck. Maybe you're where you couldn't get out. You're wearing your whoobies. You got your hot chocolate. You're at church, man. Come on, I want you to lean into the screen wherever you're at. Understand we love you with everything we are and we want so much 
for you. Listen, the world says the church just wants from. We want so much more for. You're the reason we keep going. You're the reason we keep showing up. Matter of fact, you're the reason for Next Steps tonight where we will help you discover your purpose because when you discover your purpose, life makes sense. And so what we want to do at Faith Promise, create a soil for you to flourish. The psalmist said, I am planted in the house and because I'm planted in the house, I will flourish like the cedars of Lebanon. So we, we, we create worship experiences for you to connect with God. It's been incredible. This man, I'm just off the chart. I, I, I had an incredible time in worship. We, we're praying for a spirit of revival so you will live as an overcomer. And we are praying for freedom so that you will walk in victory. It's the reason we did the series, Deadly Doors, to expose, as the scripture says, expose the schemes and the works and the power of hell. Was, was, was the door series incredible? Did you guys enjoy that? Man, it's incredible how God's setting free. Finally, after almost two years of COVID, we've got a tailwind. For two years, we've been flying with a headwind. Now we got a tailwind. We're moving into Easter. We're about to see revival break out. God is going to do something incredible, and you do not want to miss what God is doing. I'm telling you. Now, understand, we don't just preach for information transfer. There are so many churches that people come, they don't expect God to show up. They're going to sing a couple songs. They're going to open their Bibles. Somebody's going to teach some truth and they're going to leave. Listen, we preach for more than information transfer. We preach for transformation. When we preach the word of God, we believe there'll be results. We, we, we believe God's going to save, God's going to set people free. And we believe that if you will plant yourself in this house, you will grow up and experience the absolute full potential in the Lord. Now listen, longevity does not equal maturity. Well, I've been around a long time. That doesn't mean you're mature. And my life mission is Colossians, uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 28. We proclaim him. Jesus, admonishing every man, woman, boy, or girl, teaching every man with all wisdom so that, why do we do it? So that we may present every man, every person complete in Christ, mature, full court follower, sold out, spirit filled. Come on, are y'all with me? I mean, people that have submitted themselves to the Lordship of Jesus, not the Lordship of the flesh. So it's, what, so it's what we may present every man complete. For this purpose, present you complete. Also, I labor as your pastor, striving according to his power, which mightily works within me. And so what, what this series ties into the last series. Actually, last weekend, you know, we finished Deadly Doors and we talked about depression and we're gonna talk about substance abuse this weekend and next weekend we're gonna talk about loss and grieving but, but, but I believe God brought you to faith promise in this season for a reason. Are y'all with me? Now, again, last weekend, Pastor Zach preached an incredible message on depression. If you missed it, you can go to the website, you can go to our app, you can pull the QR code that's up on the screen, you can go to that, and you can watch it if you missed it. Because there are so many people, actually depression is at a pandemic level worldwide. Are y'all with me? It's all that you hear about. And, and, and the one thing about last weekend is all the doors we open, depression is not a door we open. Are you with me? People think, well, if I'm depressed, it's my fault. It is not your fault. But because of the way the church is, well, if you had faith, if you just believe, we throw these little easy 
Christian, catch, you know, these catchphrases out that don't help anybody that's depressed. Are you with me? You're not, you're, you're not depressed because you want to be depressed. And so many people hide. So what do we do? Man, we put on a face. We say, I'm okay. It's okay not to be okay. But if you're not okay and you don't share it, you're going to live with this internal struggle until you allow God to, to bring unity in your life. Does this make sense? Because what's left in the darkness has the power over you. What's brought into the light, it has potential for life and healing. But you got to drag it out. So if it's depression, listen, man, it's not because you don't have any faith. Sometimes it's chemical. Sometimes it's circumstantial. And there's another QR code coming up where there are tons of resources if this is where you're struggling. Because listen, if you had cancer, you'd go to the doctor, you'd tell them to cut it out, wouldn't you? Wouldn't y'all? And so if you've got depression, you need to get help. That's why we have counselors on our staff to help everybody walk in victory. Not some of us, but all of us. I've been to our counselors. Man, there are times I run into a problem and I need some help. Michelle's being mean to me and I got to go talk to somebody. Y'all with me? See, and the reason we all need help is because we're all broken. Don't you listen? See, if you're listening, Sam, this is a hospital and I'm not the doctor. I'm a patient. The doctor's name is Jesus. He uses a scalpel called the Holy Spirit. He will cut crap out if you let him. But if you look to me, listen, I'm just a patient. I have a different gift mix, but are, are y'all with me? We were all, David said in Psalms 51, listen, I was born a sinner. I was in sin. My mother conceived me. We're all born in a sin. We're all born broken. There might be levels of brokenness, so you feel better about yourself because you're not as broken as somebody else. We're all still broken. And so I've dealt with depression. I've had to go get help. Now, today's issue is an issue that I know only, only so well. Addiction. Come on, I got that. I get addiction. I, I get it. My uncle gave me a joint for the first time when I was 10 years old. I was in the fourth grade. First time I got high. And it was a whirlwind until I was shooting up coke and, and dealing, dealing drugs. Well, let me give you a thought. The Apostle Paul writes to the Corinthians church, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I want you to, I want you to get this. Man, the Word of God gives us such freedom. All things are lawful. Now, he's talking to a very religious world who, who created this systems of do's and don'ts of legalism. And Paul said, listen, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. We're all doing some stuff that, hey, you're free to do, but does it help you or does it hurt you? Matter of fact, let me ask you a question. When was the last time you developed a new conviction? When was the last time you said, you know, I'm not going to do that anymore? I did it during, during the violence message. There are some television shows I was watching. I cut them off and said, I'm not watching that anymore. I'm not doing that. It's violent. I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to be entertained by the spirit of violence. I said, I'm not doing it. So not all things are profitable. All things are lawful, but listen, I will not be what? I might be what? Mastered. Mastered means the Greek word is to be overpowered to be under the control or the influence of something. Paul said, I will not be mastered. Lee, we live in a difficult day. Would y'all agree with that? So what we do is we self-medicate. That could be drugs, could be alcohol, could be food, could be binge watching television. It could be all kind of stuff. 
Paul said, I will not be mastered. I will not be overpowered by anything. Are y'all with me? Come on, church. Food's for the stomach and the stomach's for food, but God will do away with both of them. Yet the body is not for immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. When you gave your heart to Jesus, you bowed your knee and you confessed Jesus as the Lord of your life. Now, as Americans, we don't get Lord. As Americans, we get our rights. When you became a believer, you gave rights up. I confess you as the Lord. That's why I'm shocked when people that follow Jesus don't serve, don't tithe. Come on. Come on. Don't obey the most basic things of Scripture because salvation was saying, I will follow you. I'll serve you. You're my Lord. I, I get Americans screaming for their rights. I don't get Christians screaming for their rights. Did Jesus scream for his rights when they were skinning him alive and nailing him to a cross? When they were spitting in his face and driving a crown of thorns into his skull? Did he say, hold up, I'm the son of God, I have rights. No, he surrendered himself to wicked, evil, vile men because others, us, were more important. Y'all with me? Come on, are y'all okay? So he said, man, I, the, body, the, the, the body is for the Lord. For God has not only raised up the Lord, but also will raise us up through his power. Do you not know that, you, that uh, your members, do you not know that your bodies are members with Christ? So then, should we take away the members of Christ and make them a members of a prostitute? May it what? Shall we, listen, what we attach our bodies to, we attach the Holy Spirit to. You have to realize this. Or you do not know the one who joins himself to a prostitute is one body with her, for he says the two should become one flesh. But the one who joins himself to the Lord is one what? Is one spirit with him. He's one spirit. When you're watching vile movies, the Holy Spirit gets to watch that. When you're partying, the Holy Spirit gets to watch that. When you're fornicating, the Holy Spirit is involved in that. Are y'all with me? I mean, the scripture is so clear. The one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit. Flee immorality. Every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but immorality. But an immoral man sins against his own body. Look at 19 and 20. Great memory verses right here. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? When Paul penned these words, there was the temple that was built on Mount Zion, on Moriah. There was the temple that people came to worship God. That temple was destroyed because the Israelites forsook God. There is a temple today and it's in your chair. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. That's why when we say you can walk in power, you can because the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in you. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and that you are not your own for you were bought with a price. The cross, the son of the most high God. Therefore, because you were bought with this price, glorify God in your bodies. And when you're self-medicating and you're addicted to alcohol or drugs or food or entertainment, listen, you're not glorifying God in your body. As a matter of fact, there's an issue in your life that you're missing. Because you're, because you're medicating it. See, we all, we all know what it means to be under the influence. 
drugs, alcohol, those things. And every one of us have dealt with it. In some way, every one of us have dealt with drugs or alcohol. May, may, it might not be you, but it's somebody in your family. It's somebody in your small group. It's somebody where you work. Have not we all been victims of substance abuse people taking advantage, robbing, ripping? Are y'all with me? See, this is a powerful tool the enemy uses to devastate lives. Deaths of despair, suicide, alcohol, drugs. Man, those things are raising. And listen, you want to talk about pandemic? You want to talk about deaths? Let's talk about suicide and drug overdose. Number one killer in young adults in America, drug overdose. In 1999, there were 344 deaths due to drug overdose. In 2020, there were 3,034. It was up 900%. Bring on fentanyl, bring on all that stuff. In the 12 months ending June 2021, that that 12 months, over 100,000 drug-induced deaths in America, up 21% over the year before. It's killing, it's, it is killing us. Now there are three doors, I believe. There are, there are more, but let me give you the three major influences why people get hooked on drugs. Are you ready in alcohol? Number one, family or friends. That's what happened to me. Number two, doctors prescri- over-prescribing opioids that are killing people. And number three is stress and anxiety. Come on, students. If you're like, come on, any students in the house of me here, you say, I am. Come on. See, drug-induced deaths in your group has tripled. It is, it's, it, it is, it's ridiculous. And the binge drinking up, it, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And so now, now just drinking in teenagers had dropped because in the, in the last few years of the pandemic, kids don't have the same access to alcohol they had before. I wonder if parents are more involved now than they were before. Just a thought. Just a thought. Now, mom and dad, I want you to listen to something. You are the major disciples for your children. Actually, they're God's children that he loaned to you to raise for him. And when you get to heaven, it will not be me who will stand accountable for what you did for your kids. It will be you. You are the major disciples. We add value to you. And let me tell you, from a grandparent, they are under your influence for a very short time. And then poof, they're gone. They're gone. So, so who, is the, who is the major influencers in your kid's life? We got social media influencers. Who's, who are your kids listening to? Who are, they, who are they emulating? See, what I want to challenge you, increase in your kids finding their identity in Jesus, not in their friends. Because if they find their identity in Jesus, they could say no when they're out from underneath your roof and they're tempted. Come on, you're worried whether they make the team, you're worried whether they make the grade. How about being even more concerned that they're growing in the image of Jesus? Come on, this this hurts because, man, y'all feel a little, is that snow? Get y'all, come on. The best way to disciple your kids is to be a disciple in front of them. Let your kids know that you love God so that they can learn how to love God. If you spent more time influencing your kids and their friends than anyone else, do you think it'd make a difference? Listen, we made our home the place where my kids and their friends wanted to be. And it absolutely drove me nuts. Michael, come with a posse. I think, can you not ever come home alone? Do you have to bring five friends? 
And, and, and listen, I get it. Dads, they're going to tear up your furniture. Or they can let their future be torn up. Who cares about a couch? Who cares? Every, every piece of flooring that my sons and his friends put their feet on was ruined. Every couch they put their big bohemian butts on was destroyed because they wrestled. Y'all with me? I was looking out the kitchen window and the entire Carnes football team was on the second floor of my deck, on my dock. I'm talking about 400 pounders, gang, a horde of them. I mean, Beefcake City. And I was watching that dock sway and I'm thinking, dear Jesus, it's, I ran outside, fat boys, get off the dock. Because I knew it was coming down. Come on, y'all with me? So listen, it was a price we were willing to pay to see who our kids were hanging out with and being influencers, not just on our kids, but on their friends. Moms, I get it. Drama. Listen, we'd come home and the Cars football team would be there and there would be nothing in the kitchen. They would suck the hinges off the refrigerator. <laughs> Michelle used to buy wieners 500 at a time. Those cheap red ones that when you put them in the water, the water turns red. Y'all, they didn't care because they didn't taste. They didn't eat. They fed. <laughs> drama, you better believe it, but I'd rather have drama I can influence than drama when they're gone. Are, are y'all listening? Can, are y'all hearing me? Come on, listen, take him, come on, give the Lord praise. That's right. Take advantage of what we offer. Get your kids in Epi Kids. Get them in there. They're an age-graded curriculum that if your kids are not coming, they're gonna miss things. We have a schedule from preschool through, through fifth grade, what they're gonna get. And, and if they miss that, they're gonna miss part. And then we have another age-graded curriculum where they're middle school and high school. And if they're missing, listen, they're not getting it. Are y'all with me? We wanna add value with FP students, FP kids. We wanna add value with FP groups so that you're surrounded by people that are praying and loving you. The Bible says, bad company corrupts good morals. I like the new version. Lay down when dogs come up with fleas. Jesus said, I came to give you life, give it to you more abundantly. Jesus, the scripture said, it's for freedom that Christ set us free. The Bible says you're more than an overcomer. You're a temple of the Holy Ghost that is in you, given to you by God. Therefore, glorify God in your bodies. Come on, students, are you living under the influence? I'm not picking on students. Because students, if you'll get this message, you won't have to swim and be lapsed in the stupid pool as I swam. Come on, adults, you want to see our students not have to go through all the crap that we swam through? Then, man, we got to get in there and help disciple them. Faith promise, are we living under the influence? See, the church is a boat, a lifeboat in the water of the world, and that is incredible. But you get too much water of the world in the boat, the boat sinks. Too much world's influence in your family, your family sinks. I can look back in my life, fourth grade, my uncle, and I'll look it back at two or three other guys that had I not known them, I wouldn't have been putting needles in my arms. Now, I don't blame anybody else. Are y'all with me? I wasn't a victim. I chose the life that I lived. I got that. I'm not, but listen, there were people the devil used to help walk me down this dark road. And if you hook up with those kind of people, you're going to be in trouble. Listen, if you're listening, say I am. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Just is. You're not going to be hanging around a bunch of people they're using and you're not used. I'm just the designated driver. There'll be a day you won't be. 
So you're maybe a Christ follower here this weekend, and you're the only believer in your family. You got to be in a group. You got to have support so you can stand strong. Maybe you're maybe your mom and dad use. And you're the only light in your house. Stand strong. Maybe your friends are using or starting to use. If it's your friends, get new friends. Are y'all with me? You say, but but pastor, I won't have any friends. Great. 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 Let Jesus be your friend. Zach came to me as a senior in high school. His friends who... Spent a lot of time at Faith Promise, all started partying. And he said, Dad, I don't have anybody to hang out with. If I go over there, everybody's partying. I said, don't go over there. He said, but I don't have any friends. He said, that's all right. Jesus will be your friend. I'll be your friend. You can hang out with me. He said, I, I don't want to do that. I don't even like you. I got it. But in that season with no friends in my basement, this is when he fell on his face in his bedroom and surrendered to be a spiritual Spartan and die the godly death for Jesus, regardless of what anybody else did. And that's the reason in his early 30s, he's man of God walking because when he was a teenager, he said, I'm good without friends. I'll serve God if nobody else does. Are y'all with me? Come on. <clears throat> Another influence, doctors over-prescribing painkillers, opioids. Now, a lot of doctors have learned their lesson. Pill mills are pretty much closed. But I've got friends that got hooked on pills because of surgeries or accidents and got hooked on, and those pills ruined their lives. Fentanyl, opioids, they're killing this. They're just, it's killing people. Now, maybe you're this weekend and you're not sure about God or the church, but can we all agree living in a life of addiction is not what God designed. Can we agree with that? Christ followers' addiction is not what Dr. Jesus prescribed for you. It, it's, it's not. Now, if you've, if you've got a struggle, listen, get help. If you're struggling with substance abuse, come up to the Pelosey campus on, on, on Monday nights. Pastor Corey, we've got incredible deliverance prayer teams. Folks are getting saved. They're getting healed. They're getting delivered. They're walking out. Let me give you one other Stress and anxiety is an epidemic in our culture. And because I feel some, I'm so stressed, I don't know what the future holds. Because of that, I'm going to turn to something that's going to make me feel better. Stress and anxiety epidemic. Research every interview, every survey shows depression, anxiety, stress are going through the roof. And one of the reasons I believe it is, would you listen up? If you're listening, say him is that we made feelings the number one driver in America. Not truth, not faith, feelings. We don't care if it's true. We don't care if it's real. We, we just know how we feel, and our feelings are in the driver's seat, and feelings are a great caboose. They suck as an engine. But we, but what, so what do we have? We, we've got a generation right now of, of that is self-medicated, we feel alone, so we self-medicate. We feel stressed, so we self-medicate. We've been hurt, abused, abandoned, left out, so we self-medicate. We surrender to the lordships of drugs and alcohol because it makes us feel better. Here's the deal. Living under the influence of substance dulls the pain, but it also dulls the influence of the spirit within you. <laughs> Feels good. 
Run, man, it feels good until we realize we've lost control of our life. You can pick your sin, but you can't pick your consequences. It just doesn't work that way. Nobody who gets high for the first time believes they'll be a drug addict. They don't. I have a, a lady we, I used to do drugs with in, in a certain group where we used to shoot up coke. Hired a hitman to kill her father, to kill her husband. So you keep get the life insurance money to buy more drugs. Nobody believes that will be them. Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, there is no temptation taking you, but such it is common to man. But God is faithful. He's faithful that he will make a way of escape so that you will be able to endure it. Listen, what we're trying to talk about is wise decisions so you don't put yourself in a position where you can't make a good decision. Does this make sense? I've told my kids, I've told, I've told my, my nephews, listen, addiction runs in our family, don't do it. I get rejection. Listen to me, I get it. In my childhood, I ached for a dad. I wanted a dad to take me hunting. I wanted a dad to take me fishing. But all I got was physical and sexual abuse. I was isolated. I was, I was rejected by my father. And can I tell you something? I was the most insecure person on the planet. I sucked as an athlete. I was terrible at books. I didn't have anything going for me. I had an afro this big. I looked like a matchstick. There's nothing, nothing. And when I stuck a needle in my arm and I pounded that cocaine, all the pain went away. But so did Chris. And I became someone I never wanted to be. Hurt my mother, hurt everybody in my life because sin makes you stupid. Are you with me? Sin will take your father than you wanted to go, keep you longer than you ever wanted to stay and cost you more than you were ever willing to spend. That's why Ephesians 5.18 says, don't be drunk. Don't be drunk with wine for us dissipation. Don't be under the control of alcohol, but be filled yielded to, under the control of. We're all under the influence. But you want to, man, you want to walk in victory, you need to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Does this make sense? I know there's stress. I know there's anxiety. I know there's difficulty. I know there's war and rumors of wars. I know all that's going on. But I'm telling you, our Lord will walk you through and give you joy. I will make a table before you in the presence of my we want to walk with you. Let us help. Man, when I got saved in that hospital, I went to church. They adopted me and loved me. And that's what I've tried to do for the last 39, almost 40 years of ministry is love people so they will learn to love our God. Father, there are people struggling with a million things. We live in this wicked world and we are outcast. You said this world was not our home. But Father, I pray, even as we sing about hope, we sing about hope and victory. You came to our Egypt. You've rescued us. You want to take us to the promised land of joy, peace, and victory. Let us turn to you. Some people want to need to be saved. There's some people that they need to be filled with the Spirit. Oh, God, help us walk in victory is our prayer in Jesus' name. Now, all God's people said...